Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here they are, the Quiz Kids, presented by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. We're on the air with the School Kids Questionnaire. Ladies and gentlemen, before we open the classroom door for the Quiz Kids, I'd just like to remind you that Alka-Seltzer offers quick, pleasant relief for acid indigestion and upset stomach and is also good for muscular fatigue. May I suggest the next time you suffer from one of these unpleasant ailments, that you ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. And now for another exciting half hour with five swell youngsters, the Quiz Kids. The questions we are about to ask were sent in by you listeners and selected for the program by Sidney L. James of the editorial staff of Time and Life magazine. We will award a fine Zenith portable radio with patented detachable built-in wave magnet for each question used. And now here's the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Before we proceed, I want to introduce our special guest observer for this evening, E. Hugh Matheson, head of the Modern Languages Department of Famous Lake Forest Academy. Mr. Matheson. Well, kids, win or lose tonight, you each get a $100 denomination United States savings bond to apply on your future education. And the three with the highest scores will be invited back for next week's program. Of course, we said that last week, and four of you promptly made yourselves eligible to come back tonight by turning in two sets of tie scores. So... Our four winners from last week, Geraldine. I'm Geraldine Hesburgh. I'm 14 years old, and I go to the Evanston Township High School. And Jackie. I'm Jack Luco. I'm 13 years old, and I go to Oak Park High School. Who tied for first, incidentally, friends. And Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Klein. I'm 14 years old, and I go to Francis Parker School. And Jack. I'm Jack Beckman, 13, I attend St. Paul's High School. Who tied for second, incidentally. Now, the difference between the tie scores for first and the tie scores for second was only ten points. So, with these four back again, we should have a battle royal tonight. And just to make it even tougher, we have a very capable newcomer, Paul. I'm Paul Kirk. I'm 13, and I go to Leo High School. 
All right, open the throttle on those bright young brains because here's the first question. Carrie M. Kish of Chicago, Illinois, who writes poetry when she isn't teaching school, wants you quiz kids to write a four-line poem using Timbuktu as the last word in one line and words that rhyme with Timbuktu as the last word in the other three lines. The best poem will be graded on the basis of a four-part question. Now, do you want me to read that over again, or is that clear to you, boys and girls? Is it clear? Yes, Mr. Kelly. All right, fine. Now, raise your hands when you have finished uh, your poem. In the meantime, let's get along to the next question. Miss Bell Iverson of Ames, Iowa, sends this one in. She wants you to tell us how the following fairy tale characters met their death. Now, listen carefully. The wolf in uh, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack Beckman. Uh, a woodcutter chopped his head off. That's right. Uh, incidentally, could you tell me who the woodcutter was, Jack? Uh, Red Riding Hood's father. That's right. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Uh, Cock Robin in Who Killed Cock Robin? Paul? He was uh, shot by uh, Sperling. Was or shot Sparrow. by what? He was uh, shot by a sparrow with his little bow and arrow. Well, it's poetry, isn't it? <laughs> That's right, though. <laughs> now the third one here, Humphrey and Rosie in Babes in the Woods. <coughs> How did they meet their deaths? Humphrey and Rosie in Babes in the Woods. Jackie? Was it by a wolf? No. Cynthia? Did they freeze to death? Uh, yes. And what else uh, prompted their death? Uh, Jack Beckman. Did they die of hunger? That's right, yes. Cold and hunger. <laughs> so that takes care of that question. Now then, Hestane Weaver of Oak Park, Illinois, wants you to name the present Speaker of the House of Representatives, and listen carefully because this is tricky, who will be the next presiding officer of the Senate? Jack Beckman. Uh, isn't it Representative Martin? No. Well, uh, the next one will be the vice president, the next vice president. That's right. <coughs> Can you tell me who the present speaker is now, Jackie? Well, um, Speaker Bankhead, uh, do they want that answer, or uh, was the question no. sent in since he died? Uh, this has uh, been received since uh, he passed away. Well, um, isn't that Senator or um, Representative... Samuel Rayburn from Texas? That's right. That's correct. I was a little bit dubious about that, but the kids got the question all right. Now then, Mrs. Gilda Conweiser of Newark, New Jersey, who is a musician herself, wants you kids to identify the Soldier's Chorus, the Pilgrim's Chorus, and the Bridal Chorus. All right, Cynthia? Well, uh, the Soldier's uh, Chorus is in... Uh... Is in the opera, Tannhäuser. By whom? By, um, Wagner. That's correct, all right. Oh, I'm, no, wait just a moment. I, que uh, correction. Uh, the soldier's chorus, no, that's, that was an incorrect uh, answer you gave me, uh, Cynthia. Would you like to try that again? I know the song. I... Well, wait a minute. Did you say the pilgrim's chorus or the soldier's chorus? Well, now I remember the Pilgrim's Chorus is in time like this. <coughs> That's correct. All right, uh, uh, the Soldier's Chorus, uh, Jackie? 
The soldier's course is from Faust by, um, Guno, I believe. That's correct. Uh, let's see, the next one is the bridal chorus. Geraldine? Uh, the bridal chorus is from Lohengrin, uh, by Wagner, and it goes, um... Da, 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 da. And, uh, do you want to know the other two choruses? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Geraldine, you sort of stole a march on me here, Steve, but go ahead, we'll let it go. Well, the soldier's chorus goes, um... No, no, wait a minute. Let's let uh, let's give Cynthia a chance. Uh, it goes glory and love to the man of God. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. How about the Pilgrim's Chorus? It goes, That's it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jack uh, Beckman has his hand up. Uh, what is it, Jack? Mr. Kelly, I finished my poem. Oh, you have, huh? Well, swell. I'll tell you what you do now. You just hang on to it, and uh, <laughs> we'll wait until the rest of the uh, quiz kids uh, finish their poems, see? And then we'll have them in order. In the meantime, uh, back to the questions. Nellie Smith of Chicago, Illinois, wants you to tell us in what three books or plays do the plots depend very largely on the following articles of wearing apparel? A slipper, a coat, and a handkerchief. Jackie. The slipper is on Cinderella. The slipper is Cinderella. Well, now, can you be a little more... The slipper more is from the story Cinderella. That's right. <laughs> All right. And uh, we have the other two items, a coat and a handkerchief. A coat and a handkerchief. Jack Beckman. Uh, is that from, uh, you know, the nursery rhyme? Uh, you know, the, uh, the black sheep has some wool, and he won't give it to one guy. I mean, one fellow. <laughs> And he won't give it to another, so he gives it to his master to make himself a coat? No, <laughs> no, that isn't the answer that we want, Jack. How about the rest of you kids? Paul? Uh, Jacob's uh, coat of many colors. Whose? Jacob's. No, uh, uh, now just a moment. Let's, uh, would you like to try that again, Paul, before we call on somebody else? No, I can't think of the name right now. All right, uh, Jackie. <laughs> Um, that was Joseph's coat of many colors. That's right, sir. <laughs> and uh, how about the handkerchief? The handkerchief played a very important part in uh, a certain... Uh, well, now, I can't... I'm not going to tell you. That is, unless I am obliged to. The handkerchief. From uh, Shakespeare's Othello. When Othello saw Cassio handling Desdemona's hanky, which he had found innocently, Othello made up his mind that Desdemona had been unfaithful and decided to kill her. So, that's that. Now, uh, Mr. A. Frederick Drahim of Detroit, Michigan, is capitalizing on his knowledge of geography to get his portable radio set. He wants you to name the three state capitals that lie on the banks of the Missouri River. Two out of three. Three state capitals. Uh, Geraldine? Um, the uh, capital of, uh, of Missouri? The three state capitals that lie on the banks of the Missouri River. Um, I can't give you the state, you know. Uh, Paul? Would it be uh, Jackson City, Missouri? That's uh, one of them. Well, I beg your, uh, will you tell me that again? I didn't... Uh... Jackson City. Oh, I, I misunderstood you. No, that's incorrect. 
I'm sorry. Would you like to try Is it again, Jefferson Paul? Jefferson City? Jefferson City. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Jackie? Uh, does Bismarck, North Dakota, is that on the Missouri River? That's right. Of course, I'm asking the questions, and, you know. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you kids forget that sometimes. Well, that's all right, though. <laughs> now uh, we got two out of three, and uh, there's another one. I can tell you this one, uh, Pierre, South Dakota. Well, that's a good beginning, kids, and now then you can relax a moment because it's recess time. youngsters are enjoying their relaxation, I'd like to ask you this question. How well do you relax? I mean, at the end of a long, hard day, how easy can you just sit back and relax? If you have been doing more physical work than you used to and your muscles are sore and aching, it's sometimes even hard to rest. Or your restlessness may be caused by an annoying headache or an upset stomach. Well, right then is the time for Alka-Seltzer. Believe me, that's where Alka-Seltzer shines. Yes, Alka-Seltzer is just the thing for the dull, aching feeling of muscular fatigue and for headaches, acid indigestion, upset stomach, and heartburn. Let Alka-Seltzer help you in its quick, pleasant way to relax and enjoy a pleasant evening at home or with your friends. Drink a glass of sparkling, refreshing Alka-Seltzer right now if you need it. If your supply is running low, see your druggist right away. Remember, Alka-Seltzer is accepted and commended by the Consumer Service Bureau of Parents Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Quiz Kids, presented by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. May I remind you that questions used are sent in by you listeners, and that none of the children ever sees or hears any of the questions before the program. The sender of each question used receives a new Zenith portable radio with patented detachable built-in wave magnet, which enables you to get perfect reception under conditions ordinarily impossible. The set has its own self-contained battery or will operate on your direct or alternating electric light current. If you wish to try for one of these fine radios, send your original questions to the Quiz Kids, National Broadcasting Company, Chicago. Or if you're too busy to write, just step to the telephone and dictate your message to Postal Telegraph. Which now has available special Quiz Kids Telegraph blanks at no low-night telegram rates. We reserve the right to reword questions. And if like questions are submitted, the first received will be used. All questions become the property of Quiz Kids. Well, kids, we're ready for the second period. So far, you've missed only one question, and your individual scores at the halfway mark are Geraldine, 30 points, Cynthia, 25 points, Paul, 20 points, Jack Beckman, 25 points, and Jackie Lucal, 50 points. So let's get along now with the uh, rest of the questions. Many as we can... Uh, <clears throat> Answer. On the next question, you take your cue from Paul Coase of Chicago, Illinois. He wants you to substitute a word beginning with the letter Q for each of the following. Fruit, traitor, coin, and bird. Three out of four on this one. Jackie? Um, quince, is that a fruit? That's right. 
Cynthia? The quarter is the coin. That's good. Uh, Paul? Would the uh, bird be a quail? It certainly would. <laughs> and uh, I guess that uh, takes care of three out of four. The uh, fruit, the coin, and the bird. That's fine. Now, because uh, you were so apt on the date question last week, Jessie MacArthur of Wilton Junction, Iowa, wants you to tell her with what historical events you associate the following dates. 1620. Uh, Cynthia? That's when the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. That's good. <laughs> 1781. 1781. Jackie? Um, some people say that that's when the Constitution was signed. Or some other people say that it was signed in 1783. Well, I'll tell you what let's do. We'll let them uh, argue about that. See? <laughs> some people. And... Uh, 1781, we've got to, we must have a correct uh, answer to this one. Jack uh, Beckman. The end of the Revolutionary War? Uh, that's right. Correct. Uh, 1849, 1849, uh, Jack Beckman. Uh, the end of the Mexican War? That's right. <laughs> that certainly is. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Uh, S. J. Davies of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, found the following strange assortment of characters all in one book. She wants you to name the book and the author. Now, I want you to withhold your hands until I give you the question completely. A caterpillar who smokes, a rabbit who carries a fan and wears gloves, <laughs> a lobster who dances. Cynthia. Wonderland. That's right. <laughs> Lillian Mayer of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, wants you to identify a widow's peak, a widow's weeds, and a widow's mite. Two out of three. Geraldine? A widow's peak is a, uh, some people's hair comes to a little point in the middle of their forehead. Well, don't look at me now. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and uh, a, a widow's weeds are the uh, clothes that she wears uh, when she's in mourning. That's correct. What was the other one? Widow's mite. Cynthia? Jackie? Know. Paul? No. Jack? No. <laughs> well, a widow's mite is a small contribution of money from a widow. It's spelled M-I-T-E, widow's mite. E.B. Leadhold, Jr. of Glendale, California, says that a friend of his came back last year from a tour abroad with a pound, a franc, a peseta, a lira, a Reichsmark, and a krona in his pocket. Now, wait a minute now, kids. <clears throat> Can you name at least five countries he visited? Uh, Cynthia. Well, he went to England and Germany. Well, why would you say England? Well, a pound. Oh, I see. All right. And uh, uh, the mark is used in Germany. That's correct. Uh, would you like to continue? What were the others? Well, let's see. The uh, franc, peseta, lira, and krona. All right. Well, the franc is in France. That's good. And uh, what else? Geraldine? A peseta is from Spain, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, Jackie? Isn't um, a lira or what was that again? Lira. Is, that's Italy. That's correct. And Corona? <laughs> Hungary? Beg your pardon? Hungary? Corona? No. Uh... Krona. K-R-O-N-A. Jack Beckman. 
Norway? That's right. <laughs> uh, how are you coming along with your poems now, kids? Uh, Geraldine, I see you're busy with your pencil and paper. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll start off with them. We'll start with uh, Jack Beckman. A man once visited Timbuktu. Don't you wish you were there, too? Although there isn't much to do, you could say you were there, couldn't you? <laughs> Paul? It's mighty hot in Timbuktu. There's humid days and insects, too. I've never been there, nor wish to do. But adventure there may well lure you. <laughs> Jackie? <laughs> I've never been to Timbuktu. I hear it's really like a zoo. It's where they get the funny new, the lions and the tiger, too. <laughs> Fine, Jackie. All right, Cynthia. I haven't gone to Timbuktu, nor have I been to Waterloo. But maybe before my life is through, I'll go to both. Uh, 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 shoo! <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Geraldine? I've never been to Timbuktu, but as far as the seas of sapphire blue, which many a ship with a pirate crew has sailed with a cargo of gold and silver, too. Bye. <laughs> a lot of folks haven't been to Timbuktu. I think we'll have to get some special excursion raids there. <laughs> All right, let's get along now. Uh, Margaret uh, Lenderink of Belding, Michigan, wants you to imagine that you are operating an employment agency. Now, what sort of a job might the following operatic characters ask you to find for them? Listen carefully. Figaro. Uh, Geraldine? He was a barber. That's right. Uh, where was he a barber? In, uh, Seville. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> All right. The next one, Coco. <clears throat> oh. Jackie? He was the, the Lord High, um... Something in the Mikado. Well, now you just uh, put your thinking cap over on oh, the other the, side. Oh, the Lord High Executioner. That's right, Jackie. All right, and uh, patience. Patience. And then we have the last item here, Lieutenant Pinkerton. Geraldine? Well, uh, he uh, was the admiral of uh, ships in uh, Madame Butterfly. Lieutenant. Well, he wasn't an admiral. I mean, he he was couldn't have been one. Huh? He was at a, a U.S. Um, a, a destroyer. <laughs> All right, well. Well, <laughs> patience. We uh, are getting a little impatient here, maybe, <laughs> with time going along. Uh, patience. I'd get her a job singing. Oh, you would, Jack. Well, patience was uh, in the opera by the same name, Patience, by Gilbert and Sullivan. She was a very beautiful but dumb milkmaid. <laughs> so she'd be looking for bossy, I guess. <clears throat> now, the following lines are taken from a well-known English poem, and they are spoken in a well-known American story. Miss Dorothy Cross of Chicago, Illinois, wants you, uh, you to identify the poem, identify the novel, and tell by whom each was written. Now, do you recognize these lines? Breathes there a man with soul so dead who never to himself hath said, This is my own, my native land. Joe, I hate to interrupt, but as long as we haven't answered any portion of this uh, question, suppose we save it, eh? Because our time is nearly up. 
All right, Marvin, go right ahead. Well, that was the last question, and I know we're very proud of the way all of you came through tonight. We'll have the scores as soon as the judges finish checking them. Have you noticed how prevalent colds have been lately? Changeable weather, rain, muggy days, chilly nights. Now is the time to beware of colds. If you're troubled with one now, if your throat feels scratchy and raw, take care of it. Get more rest than usual. Stay out of crowded, poorly ventilated rooms. Avoid overexertion. Eat light, easily digested food. Then for that miserable, achy feeling, the headache and sore throat, do this. Dissolve two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of warm water and drink it. Then continue to take Alka-Seltzer according to the directions in each package. It's the quick, pleasant way to relief from the misery of colds. See how much better it can make you feel. When you have a sore throat with your cold, try Alka-Seltzer as a gargle. Dissolve two tablets in a quarter glass of warm water and gargle freely. Take care of that cold. Take Alka-Seltzer. Get Alka-Seltzer from your druggist and start taking it right away. Before we read the scores, we should be pleased to hear from our special guest observer this evening, E. Hugh Matheson, head of the Modern Languages Department of Lake Forest Academy. Mr. Matheson. This evening, I've had the privilege of meeting these amazing children personally, chatting and generally visiting with them. One is struck at once by their delightful spontaneity, eagerness, and gaiety. Moreover, it is quite obvious that the program is entirely unrehearsed. These youngsters look upon the whole thing as an exciting game. And all the fun will be taken from the game with the questions known and answers prepared. Another happy surprise is the personality of the group. They are not myopic, narrow-chested, precocious little bookworms. Far from it. These are healthy, wholesome, natural American kids. Keen, alert, with a multiplicity of interests, and possessing that which the old Greeks called the divine curiosity. As I sat there entranced, I hope that among you listeners are all those old sourpusses who constantly belittle the oncoming generation and bewail the destiny that awaits this country when the children of today are the men and women of America. These pessimists have as their slogan, Now when I was a kid, implying that in those golden days children were far superior to the trash of today. Now I was never famous for my modesty, <laughs> yet I am free to confess that when I was a kid I didn't know half as much as these children nor have anything like as much charm. Another group whose ears should be glued to this program every Wednesday night is composed of the long-faced gentry whose cry is, What are schools coming to? All they do is to amuse the children. Now when I was at school, we'd really learn something. The weekly performance of the quiz kids is, to me at least, sufficient evidence that there's nothing wrong with the younger generation, nor with the American educational system which has helped to produce the five young people who have entertained and instructed us this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Matheson. And now for the final report cards. We asked uh, 12 questions tonight, which means that 12 of you listeners will receive new Zenith portable radios with patented detachable built-in wave magnets within a day or two. The quiz kids missed only one question. The individual scores placed Geraldine first, Cynthia second, and Jackie Lucal third. I'll see you three back next week. And Jack Beckman and uh, Paul Kirk, you boys did very well tonight. 
I'm really proud of you. And uh, maybe you should be glad you lost for next week. The three who won tonight will have to face two formidable Quiz Kids veterans brought back to our schoolroom by popular request, Gerard Darrow, eight years old of Chicago, and Van Dyke Tears, 13, of Dalton, Illinois. And now, in behalf of the makers of Alka-Seltzer, I present each of you with a $100 denomination United States savings bond to help you in continuing your education. Friends, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids class until next Wednesday at this same time. Good night, kids. Good night, Mr. Kelly. Kelly. The makers of Alka-Seltzer present three programs each week, all of them on NBC networks. On Friday night, Alec Templeton time. On Saturday night, the famous Alka-Seltzer National Barn Dance. And next Wednesday night, listen again to the Quiz Kids. For interesting variety entertainment, listen to the Alka-Seltzer shows. Marvin Miller speaking. National Broadcasting Company.